Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Amanda Harrison about her wishes wedding at Seabreeze Point and the Attic at Walt Disney World. She had a lot of unique touches in her wedding, and I thought you guys would love to hear how she planned it and pulled it off. Welcome, Amanda. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm looking forward to hearing all about your event. Uh, first, I always like to ask how you guys even decided you wanted to get married at Disney. I actually didn't even know that Disney did weddings when we were first looking for a place to get married, but I was bored at work one day, and I'm just like, well, I wonder what Disney's got going on. So I Googled Disney weddings, and I got to the website. I was like, no way. Oh, come on. This is ridiculous. So I started just playing around on the website, like, never even realizing no, this is going to cost hundreds of dollars. So I'm not going to ever be able to do this. And I saw you can get a Disney wedding for five grand. I'm like, okay, no, come on. All right, let's start adding stuff. So I started adding and adding and adding. And I found that my dream wedding was definitely doable. So I brought it to Chris, my husband. And he's like, uh, duh, you're a Disney princess. We have to get married there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then were your friends and family on board or was it totally out of left field for them? Well, we only went to Disney one time when I was little. And so I hadn't been to Disney in 20 years or whatever, but I've always been obsessed with it. So I told my dad and it's just like, uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and then my family is all in California. So they were a little disappointed that it wasn't going to be in Disneyland, but they were supportive. They weren't able to come, but they were all just excited that we were doing a Disney thing. And all my friends were like, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So how many guests ended up making the trip? We invited 40 people and we assumed 40 were coming because only like four people actually sent their RSVP back. And most people were just like, yeah, we're coming, we're coming. Only about 25 actually showed up. <laughs> and of that, uh, eight of them were actually Disney brides from a Facebook group, Disney Brides Diaries. We opened up our wedding to that group as well to try to meet more people and have some fun. That's great. Yeah, that's it can be so tricky because I think some people don't realize how rude it is not to RSVP to a wedding invitation and just how difficult it makes it to plan the event if you don't know how many people are coming. Exactly. It was also, I didn't really know the protocol. I didn't put a stamp on our RSVP, so that could have been my bad too. So <laughs> put a stamp on your RSVP. <laughs> uh, so now tell me about the locations you chose. How did you decide on those? Well, we had Seabreeze Point in the attic. Country Bear Jamboree wasn't an option, so, you know, we kind of got stuck with Seabreeze Point. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we loved the rustic charm of it. We're both Navy, so we wanted, we definitely wanted to get some water in there. So that was perfect. It didn't need a lot of decor. And then the attic was just perfect because none of my furniture at home matches. So my husband's always making fun of me, calling me Miss Hodgepodge. And you look at pictures of the attic and nothing matches up there. So like, that's, that's my spot. <laughs> that's wonderful. 
Can you give my listeners a timeline then of how the day ran? Those two spots are pretty close to each other, so it doesn't sound like you had a lot of transportation or anything. Oh, no. We made everyone get themselves there. (laughs) Well, I woke up at 3.30 for hair and makeup at 4. We actually had our Magic Kingdom photo shoot the same day. So we woke up at 3.30 for makeup at 4. My mother-in-law and two stepkids showed up around 6, and Bianca... My makeup artist and my mother-in-law helped me get into my dress. And then Disney photography came and picked us up at 6.30 to go to the Magic Kingdom for our bridles. And I just want to say going to the Magic Kingdom when no one is there is amazing. (laughs) We did the side and the back of the castle and Shannon tells with Belle where I got to climb around in the bushes. Be Our Guest was open for breakfast, so instead we got to go inside Gaston's Tavern, which was way better than Be Our Guest. I got to sit in his chair and everything. Then we finally ended at Ariel's Grotto, and it was so cool to see her meet and greet area deserted. We didn't get to take a picture where she meets and greets, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) On the way back to the car, our photographer, Amy, got struck by inspiration because I was wearing cowboy boots, and she was like, let's go to Frontierland and get some photos there with your boots. I'm like, that was awesome, because I don't really see a lot of people do that. That was pretty cool. Our photo shoot was done around 8 or 9, so we got back to the Caribbean Beach Resort where we were staying and did some more photos around there, and we faked some getting ready shots, and that's where we met up with our videographer. Then we loaded up in the limo and made our way to the Boardwalk Resort for even more photos. Our families were all there, so we got pictures with all of them. And then at some point, they took Chris away from me, Mm. and... Amy and I were just walking down the boardwalk, and all of a sudden, I saw the coach. It just, like, magically appeared in front of my face, and I remember looking at her and squealing and kind of, ah, oh, my God. And so I ran up and said hello to the ponies and the coachman and thanked them all for being there, and they kind of, like, hoisted me into the coach because I'm not really graceful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, going down the boardwalk was amazing. It was, like... I was a celebrity princess. People were videoing me and shouting and waving. It was like the coolest thing ever. Like that boardwalk thing was just the coolest thing. I I don't want that to end. (laughs) We pulled up to the gazebo. Our ceremony was at noon. So it was kind of hot, whatever. And even though I'd spent the whole morning with Chris, seeing him there waiting for me, just I had to stop and catch my breath. This was it. I was finally going to marry the man that God made just for me. So I fell out of the coach, again, I'm not graceful at all, and I heard the Imperial March strike up on the classic guitarist that that we had, and of course I had to giggle because Chris didn't know I was having the Imperial March play for my walk down the aisle, so went about halfway down the aisle, stopped, gave him my Darth Vader face, pointed at him, and made him come get me, ah. so we could walk up to the preacher. And we did our vows, which, of course, it was very important for us that our vows didn't end at death. Our vows are for eternity. So we're together until the end of time and beyond. And then at the end of the ceremony, we had the kids come up. He's got two kids and I have one. And we presented them with a family medallion. And we all took vows to make our new family the best family ever that we could possibly make it to be. When we were saying our vows, the heavens opened up and blessed us with a torrential downpour in true Florida style. <laughs> but afterwards, I'll never forget what my stepson said to me. He came up and was like, that ceremony was so beautiful that even God cried. Oh, 
I cry even now thinking about it. <laughs> so we did our staged exit under the gazebo. Our planner, Pamela, and her team, they went and got umbrellas for everyone. And everyone made their way down to the attic, which our reception started at 1. We did our exit in the coach, and Chris got to be a celebrity with me in the coach. <laughs> got to be videoed and yelled at again. That was so cool. <laughs> And then we walked down that long hallway in the boardwalk to the attic, which I didn't know about, which was like the longest hallway ever. But it was cool because they have hidden Mickeys in the carpet and all that fun stuff. (laughs) For cocktail hour, they told us we can go in if we wanted to and just mingle with people. But we, well, we had Major Domo, but we had him change to the Southern Butler instead. But he hadn't arrived there yet. So we stood outside and waited. At which point our planners went and got us some cocktails while we stood outside the door. Our guests were all inside. Chris and I were standing outside and kind of like peeking around watching them, <laughs> seeing them enjoy our party. Aww. At that point, we had some uninvited guests pop out of the woodwork and they were awesome. <laughs> they were on point and in character and it was just me and Chris standing there and they're like, oh, our RV broke down and we're so sorry. And- it was Dottie and the Commodore. They were, like, the coolest thing ever. So they went into the reception before us, and they were all hooting and hollering and having a great time. And then our Southern butler finally came and went in and introduced us as the new Mr. and Mrs. Harrison, a.k.a. Mr. and Mrs. Woohoo! That's the name our planner Pamela came up for us because I'm super excitable. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> But I get excited very easily. And I like if you start talking Disney to me, I'm going to go on forever. So <laughs> we came in. We had our first dance. We ate, drank. Mickey and Minnie came and played with us and helped us celebrate the day. And at 5 o'clock, it was over. We let everyone go. We had fast passes for wishes that night. But uh, we didn't actually make it out of the hotel room, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our day. <laughs> So now I want to back up really quickly because I know a lot of brides are afraid to do their Magic Kingdom portrait session before their wedding because the streets there can be very dirty and they'll get the hem of your dress dirty. Did you have any problem with that? The hem of my dress was a little bit dirty, but honestly, you hike it up and you're not very picturesque when you're walking from picture to picture because you're hiked up and like your knees are showing and everything. They do their best not to get your dress dirty and you can't even tell that the very bottom underneath eighth layer of the 20th layer of tool is dirty you can't tell that's a good point yeah okay that's cool that worked out for you so now did you have a theme to your wedding or colors or anything with that our flowers were the stargazer lily so we pulled the colors from that which was pink and green and then we kind of went princesses gone country green acres redneck riviera you know just very i'm city he's country mingled together so we had Mickey and Minnie in their Western wear. I wore cowboy boots. And as I said, instead of Major Domo, we had the Southern Butler. And we did the, the trend that needs to go away, the mason jars with burlap. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. If that's what you want, you go for it. <laughs> right? But our, our toasting glasses were mason jars on wine stems. <laughs> we actually made our own jelly for favors. We did a strawberry and a lime jelly, so his pink and green. Nice. And our cake was um, a beautiful, ornate cake. And then we had a mud truck on the side splashing mud all over it. And our food was Southern Comfort food, including mac and cheese. And all our DJ played with country music. 
and all we did was just try to make it a down-home country affair. That sounds really fun. Tell me a bit about how the Southern butler differs. Obviously, he's not going to be all kind of snooty and English like the major domo, but how is he different than, say, a regular butler? <laughs> well, he, of course, had his Southern accent, and he had a blue coat and tails instead of, like, a black tux or whatever. And he was just very, like, the typical Southern gentleman that you would expect, like, Okay, y'all, I know it's raining, but we're going to make the best of it. And let's go and celebrate with our new Mr. and Mrs. You know, he was just the coolest thing ever. And with the rain, were you able to use the balcony at the attic or did they keep everything inside? We were still able to use it. It only rained for about 10 minutes and then it stopped. Our sweetheart table was actually on the balcony right next to the edge. And then when the clouds started looking like they were going to act up again, they moved us a little further in. But we were still able to go out there and utilize both inside and outside. That's great. What kinds of things were your most and least important aspects when you were planning? It sounds like entertainment was a number one. <laughs> of course, we wanted everyone to just be comfortable and have a good time. And like this was both of our second wedding. So I paid for the wedding myself. So I gave myself no budget. This was going to be the wedding that I've always wanted, that I always felt like I deserved. And there was no least important. Anything that I wanted, I got it. And I asked for it. And when I got my BEO back, I was actually three grand under what I thought it was going to be. So obviously, I'm, Chris says that I have champagne taste on a beer budget, but I'm pretty sure that I'm all right. If I can come <laughs> under what I thought I was going to be at. That's awesome. What ended up being your favorite memory of this spectacular sounding day? (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, the entire thing was amazing, but there was actually one little moment at the reception where I was sitting at the sweetheart table just watching the guests for a moment, and my husband came in with a stranger, and she said she and her husband had gotten engaged there 20 years ago, and she was just peeping in to reminisce because she saw the signs and said there was a reception. So, of course, my husband, being the gentleman he is, saw her and brought her in. was like, well, now you have to meet the bride. <laughs> so we had her stay for a drink and chat with us. And like, I felt like that was the true culmination of how our personalities together. Like We want everyone to feel invited and just have a good time all the time. That's wonderful. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Honestly, nothing. (laughs) I put everything in Disney's hands. I didn't worry about anything. I said, all right, y'all, I want this kind of thing and you deal with it. And I'm going to go over here and just sit and relax for six months while you plan it. (laughs) (laughs) So then It sounds like probably no, but was there any aspect of it that you would have done differently if you knew what you know now that you've been through it? Well, I know, first of all, I didn't invite Maleficent on purpose, and I was really disappointed that she didn't show up all mad and put a curse on me. (laughs) That would have been awesome, and I'm kind of upset now I'm going to have to send her a letter. But (laughs) honestly, I would do more park shoots. Like, it was the best thing ever. I want to do all the other Magic Kingdom routes, the Hollywood Studios, Epcot. I just want to go there and get my picture taken all the time. Like I've never liked having my picture taken, but they just make you feel and look so beautiful the way they pose you and put you. And that's what I would do. Spend more money on photography. Ah, that's that's fun. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Relax. <laughs> 
Uh, no one's going to care what your centerpieces look like. No one's going to remember. Have fun. The whole point of the day is that you got married to your best friend. If that happens at the end of the day, then you've had a successful wedding. Put everything in Disney's hands. They do this like, what, 800 times a week? They got it down. <laughs> and don't be afraid to ask for what you want. I never would have known about the Southern Butler if I hadn't said, uh, Major Domo might look kind of weird in my country reception. And I never would have gotten Western Mickey and Minnie if I hadn't have asked. I never would have gotten half the things if I hadn't been like, you know what? This doesn't look like it would go. Is there something else? And then obviously you have to go on Facebook and join Disney Brides Diary because that's like the biggest pool of Disney Brides anywhere. And they're like the most helpful ladies ever. That's great. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Well, I have a public album on my Facebook. I've got a bunch on Disney Brides Diary. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on the Diz boards, but I haven't updated since like October. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad bride on that one. <laughs> but I haven't gotten all my photos back yet, and I haven't gotten any video. But as I do, I'm going to update and all that good stuff. Great. Well, Amanda, this is really great stuff. It's really helpful advice about asking for what you want. And it sounds like you got everything that you wanted. And I appreciate your sharing the story of your day. Well, thank you so much for letting me talk about my wedding. I can go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com. <laughs>